Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This week on The Kindness Project, we talk about getting emotional, the afterlife, and the second part of our interview with Joe and Nick. Welcome. <laughs> Why you Where the heck did that come from? Why are you looking away? Welcome to The Kindness Project. I am Chris Dames. You want to introduce yourself. And I am here with my friend, my daughter, my compadre, Charlotte Dames, the girl who still uses an iPod. It's 2018. It's not even 2018, is it? It's 2019. I'm joined with a girl who still uses an iPod, Charlotte Dames. I'm joined by a man who just gets more emotional with old age. Oh, it's Chris Dane. I love a good cry up. You know what? I tell you what got me most recently: the new Ricky Gervais on Netflix. I mean, I don't watch that much telly, but I binge watch Afterlife all the way through. First episode a, was funny. In a Saturday morning, um, and it, it wasn't only funny, but it was also just fantastically insightfully written um i just I, I don't think anybody writes characters emotional characters any better than ricky gervais and i cried quite a lot and then mum watched it and i said um i said did you cry she went yeah just once i said all oh, right when did you what episode did you cry she went uh, all the way through episodes two to six so literally, she didn't stop <laughs> crying through the entire show. Um, what did you think of it? Have you seen it? I watched a bit of the first episode, the bit where I went into the office. Oh, right, That okay. was hilarious. <laughs> but not your bag, not enough to... No, no, I'll just sit and do rewatches of One Day at a Time. Why? Oh, that's the show that makes you cry the most, is it? It's, you la- it's you a comedy. You should that show. It's a comedy, but it deals with serious issues, and I love it. Same as... Same as Afterlife. It deals with the death of uh, Ricky Gervais' wife. Not in real life, obviously, in the show. But yeah, but, like, One Day at a Time deals with, like, poor family relations. It deals with, like, um, the it deals with Donald Trump and all this stuff. It deals with Donald Trump. It does. I tell you what, if any show can deal with Donald Trump, it I'm in. It deals with, like, racism yeah. and yeah. gays and it deals with... <laughs> the, okay. you, the way you said that there, it deals with Donald Trump, it deals with racism, it deals with gays. I hope it doesn't deal with gays the same way it deals with Donald Trump. No, right? no, no. It deals with it, it, it tackles those issues. It tackles the issues. And I love it because like each character is funny in their own right. And then you find out their backstory. Yeah. Oh. You love it. Oh. So why are you still knocking around with an iPod? Because We've got one Spotify account that I keep on binging. Yeah. <laughs> and I keep getting kicked out of that Spotify account. Yeah. Whereas my iPod, I can listen to music on it. The battery lasts longer oh, than it does on yeah. my phone. It's got all these old albums that I absolutely love, including Eliza Doolittle, yeah. Amy Winehouse, yeah. Beyonce. Yeah. I mean, the I Am Sasha Fierce album is now my, my jam. That is an amazing album. The, yeah. the original script album from when I was five. Yeah. Oh. Cheers for making oh, me feel old. I mean, it was only ten years ago. Oh I know God. you were five, but but the yeah. nostalgia. But I I remember right being on a coach in I can't remember where we were. Was it Egypt or something? I think like it was that? Egypt. Listening to that first ever Eliza Doolittle album, 
Um, and it was one of those debut albums that just was pretty amazing, full of... We, we binge-listened to we it. We did binge-listen to it, and we sang to it as well. Yeah, we, we did. Yeah. Oh. Thankfully, podcast listeners, we're not going to sing today. Mm-hmm. I might break out in a minute. Maybe we will. Okay, so um, because of Charlotte's um, uh, obsession with her iPad... Uh, iPods, what I'd like to hear from you is what gadget did you have that you're not so proud of nowadays? I know you're proud of your iPod, um, but I had a gadget um, uh, called a pager. Now, do you know what a pager is? Why would you be embarrassed by your pager? Because it was when mobile phones phones first come out, I couldn't really afford a mobile phone, so I got this pager, and mobile phones were like super big, like you had to have a briefcase battery, <laughs> so they, I, they, I remember when I first worked at the bank, there was a guy come in with a briefcase that was three times the size of a normal briefcase, just come in, plonked it on the desk, I went, uh, do you want to make a deposit, because I thought it was full of cash, and then he went, no mate, that's me, uh, that's me phone, <laughs> so, that's heavier than, like, just, just wait till you get home to make a call. That's heavier than Elvis Presley on his deathbed. <laughs> that is heavy. That is heavy. I didn't, I didn't make that direct comparison. Because <laughs> at the time, I wasn't thinking about Elvis Presley on his deathbed. And actually, it, well, wasn't, it, it was wasn't... less a, of a bed and more of a toilet. It wasn't a deathbed. It was a death loo. Um, and a death burger yeah. in his hands. The loo of death. <laughs> The loo of death. The toilet of death. <laughs> I'm never sitting on the toilet of death. Um, can I not sit on the toilet of doom? Um, I mean, we've eaten from the walk of doom, so we, we should have, be fine. We have eaten from the walk of doom. That is an amazing walk. Mm. So this pager, okay, so I had this pager. The only person who ever paged me was my mum. <laughs> um, that's the only person who ever used it. At least it. other people text me. Yeah, um, and... Um, Guess what I could do with it with that pager to respond to my mum? What? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> I had to find a payphone to phone her back. And the only thing she used to page me was, your dinner's ready. Or... <laughs> so I thought I was super important having this pager. No, no. All, all aspirations were completely lost. So what we want to hear from you listeners is, what did you have that... Um, uh, you thought was amazing at the time, but now you look back and go, I can't believe I had that. So, so let us know on that. Um, and shout on that ah, page. We missed something. Note. Oh, right, go on How do we? Okay. Uh, the Twitter, the, the little bird thingy. I think you all know what I'm talking about. If you don't, Where oopsie you daisy. Um, at Ola Kindness, you go on there. You you search us up because we're magical human beings. Just kidding, we're not. Um, then you go on Facebook and you do the ser- same search thing again because we're magical human beings. Just kidding, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> At the Kindness Project, you can find us. If you'd like to page me, go back to 1993 when I'm. I'm it wasn't that long ago, actually. How long ago did I have a pager? 1999, 2000, something like that. Go back to the year 2000. <laughs> Is that a song by Busties that I've just come out with? Um, and, and page me. But you can also email us at holla at, at the uk. Shall we get on with the show? Oh, yes. So this week we've got the second part of our interview with Joe and Nick Camp. Um, 
Uh, as I said last week, Joe and Nick's story is amazing. A uh, guy who suffered from a stroke was somebody who was uh, leading the financial planning profession, suffered from a stroke, um, but has been pretty resilient um, and raised money for charity and really supports um, the charity. And in this part of the podcast, we talk about um, what it's like living with a stroke, why he's chosen to support the Stroke Association, which is a charity support, and we ask uh, both Joe and Nick some questions in the podcast. Would you like to hear the remainder of the interview? Oh, yes. Yeah, quite repetitive, I'd imagine, to practice consistently, yeah. isn't it? Yes. Goals, the goals, yeah. um, the little goals. Talk, talk to me about that. How is your how is your perspective and life changed since the stroke? Yeah, the the um, gone, gone. Yeah. The uh, chief executive gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, uh, stroke uh, survivor. Chris, yeah. oh, the um. Dead, but they're still there to alive. Alive. Yeah. Alive. Because their children, uh, Joe, and their good friends, yeah. and uh, work colleagues, their uh, their uh, marketing, uh, no, the uh, their um, the uh, well. New model advisors, yeah, yeah, the model advisor, uh, uh, marketing, mar- marketing, marketing, money marketing, yeah, yeah, uh, the, 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 uh, yeah, because the, 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 being the being the sort of driver, but you have seen to take something that's quite challenging and turn it into a positive contribution. And I know you do a lot of fundraising for charity, particularly the Stroke Association, don't you? Um, uh, what um, what? Talk to me about some of the challenges and charity fundraising events you've done for the charity, and what one have you enjoyed the most? <laughs> well, I, you know what? I, it's an interesting one because I, I like I like to run and walk, and you won't catch me on a bike anytime soon, just because um, I, I, I've I've seen me in a biking outfit, and it's not a pretty sight. So, 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 but, but, um, but yeah, you, I, I, I've seen I've seen that you've done some bike challenges, Nick, right? Yeah, no, the bike, no, the uh, the uh, running. Okay. Five years. I know. K. Five K. Yeah. Yeah, good to see. He'd, uh, ne- he'd never run before his stroke, I listened to that. <laughs> really, that's really interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Well, cycling. Okay. Cardiff uh, and Tembe. Okay. How long was that? What's the, what was the distance? Like the, the whole distance was 108 miles. Right. So, really, and Nick, Nick managed to do about 40 of it. So. Okay. Did you do it together? Yeah, I was a support rider for him. It was really difficult because um, cause he's got right side weakness. He kept yeah. slipping off the handlebars. <laughs> 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 uh, all the time, so it was quite hard. 
Yeah. Gloves. Yeah. Yeah. It would, it would have been quite good to have a circular road as well, wouldn't it? Yeah. Just to, just so you could go one way, I suppose. That might have been, that might have been quite useful. So, Andrew, that, so what challenges have you got coming up? Well, the um, conference, the, no, the conference um, uh, charity. Yeah. Charity stroke. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, golf. So there's a golf tournament, yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, don't know, well, Joe, Joe, they're, uh... I'm doing a cycle ride, so I'll probably raise money again for the Stroke Association, so, um, yeah. I don't know, we'll think, I'll have to think of a challenge for him. He keeps thinking about doing a swimming challenge. Okay. Um, the Henley, um, Henley, do a Henley mile or a half mile. What, Henley on Thames? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Swimming in the Thames. I suppose it's a bit cleaner in there in the Henley end, isn't it? But it's alright. Henley, lovely. Yeah, no, no, Henley is nice. Henley's beautiful. Um, I've got, I, I, I've got, I'm doing a uh, parachute jump for the first time this year, which is, which is a bit scary to be frank. I'm not, I'm not sure, uh, I'm not sure I'm ready for it, but I'm going to give it a go anyway. Um, tandem, tandem. So, so I, I'm just feeling sorry for the bloke who's going to be attached to me, to be frank. But, but um, I, I, um, you, you know, I, I don't know about I don't, I don't know about you, Joe and Nick, but I've got a little list of stuff that I just want to get ticked off. Um, and, and jumping, so I did a marathon a couple of years ago. Uh, I've got a few sort of physical things, but uh, parachute jumps, one that's been on there for about 15 years, and I've always like skipped over it. <laughs> um, and now I can't skip over it anymore, so I need to get it done. But but yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. And good good luck with whatever you de- you decide to do. In, ter- in terms of, and I know I know clearly, family is super important to both of you. How did how did the stroke impact family life? Sorry. Yeah. Joe and uh, children. Yeah. They're close. Close. They're uh, Jenna and uh, Reese and Bat. Yeah. Close. You've got a super close family, yeah. 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 It was really hard to start with when they went to see Nick in the hospital and, um, you know, very upsetting because nobody, again, you know, none of us really knew anything about the stroke and they didn't know what to expect. And, cool. You know, Nick had a tube up his nose, he'd been yeah. so off food and stuff, had to be hoisted in and out of bed and things. Yeah. But, um, you know, then once he sort of got back to Chepstow in a more local hospital and things and was able to start walking around and be more self-sufficient, mm-hmm. you know, they're really, really helpful, really understanding. Yeah. And I suppose being part of a strong family, it's got to be upset seeing your dad like that as well. I don't know, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sort of going through that, going through that process. I haven't, I haven't put this as a question, but it just it, it, it seems seems right to ask. And, and again, you've mentioned it a couple of times. How important has your sense of humour been through the process? Oh yeah, because um, I 
Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Good stuff. Tell that that's uh, yeah that's COVID. So so. Um, listeners a little bit about how they can find about about you the work of the stroke association and how they can potentially get involved but before i do that on every kindness project podcast we ask our listeners a um, just a, a question and typically it's not kindness related it's just because we're particularly curious people and and we like to we like to ask our listeners questions so i've supplied some of that some of them to you and i'd like to hear your answers to them um what's the most inspiring movie you've ever seen oh um, that is an amazing film i love that movie yeah. how about you joe is that similar for you or have you related but I suppose, I suppose there's an element of that sort of overall diversity isn't there but sure Shawshank is an amazing film um, what's your favourite piece of trivia Sorry, say that again, Jan. What do you mean by trivia? Just, just a, a trivial fact. So, so my favourite. Uh, well, I've got a few, but my favourite um, was who was the first person to use an ATM machine in the UK? No idea. <laughs> and, and I was surprised when I found this out. It was Reg Farney from On the Buses. Um, and the reason being is because it, in, uh, it, it opened, the first ever ATM machine in the UK was opened in his local Barclays branch. And they didn't, they didn't have anybody to, uh, to launch the opening of the ATM machine and he, was, he was, happened to be passing by. So he got the chance to use, be the first one to use the ATM machine. And it's one of those weird bits of trivia that, um, that uh, nobody ever seems to know, but I like. So, so yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, sorry. Go on, Joe. It's a really, it's a really difficult question, actually. So I'll move on to the next one. Where, where's still on your must-see travel list? Well, uh, the uh, South Africa. No. Australia. Australia, yeah. I've not been to New Zealand, so okay. I want to go there. I, I also want to go to uh, Brazil. Ah. Uh, so. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So, so where's the best place you've ever been, do you think? Brazil. Brazil. See, I've done none of South America, so that's certainly on my list, but I'm off to Japan soon, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that. That should be... Yeah. No, no, uh, my, 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 my daughter Charlotte, who I was the podcast with, loves sort of manga and anime and Japanese culture, so we're off for a, for a bit of a cultural tour of Japan, so we're going, we're going in April, um, so it should be good fun. Um, an amazing place actually yeah I lo- yeah I love Cape Town what's the best use of an egg oh yes the uh, <laughs> cream eggs Cambridge cream eggs it's got to be hasn't it <laughs> see I, I I'm well known for my omelette in my in my house so poached so, eggs because I love poached eggs poached eggs do you do you use Joe when you do poached eggs do you do them how do you cook them you, have you got little it's contraption Fair enough, that, sound, that sounds amazing. Still not as good as a cabbage cream egg though, Nick, okay? Yeah, I mean, I, I, any, anything covered in chocolate has got to be good. Um, if you could do any job for one day, what would you choose? Jockey. <laughs> See, I like that idea. I don't know whether I'm, I'm the right shape for a jockey, but that would be fun. Why a jockey? Well, the r- racing. Yeah. quite an adrenaline rush, right? Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Joe? Hey, I think I'd probably like to be something like a travel writer so I could go and explore. Yeah. Write about them. And, and get paid for it as well. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? Just travel and get paid for it. Okay, good stuff. Really good, really good answers there. Who is your favourite Muppet? Yes, they're uh, Waldorf. Ah, right, Waldorf, why not Statler, though? I mean, they're, they're like, sort of, interesting. Waldorf is a really good answer. How about you, Joe? I was Kermit, because I love Kermit the Frog. See, I, I think there's only one categorical answer, and that's de- definitely Animal. Animal's, the, animal's got to be the best, but I, re- I respect your opinion. Um, <laughs> um, okay, that's brilliant. Thanks for your answers on that one. Can you yeah. just um, share a little bit with our listeners on where they can find more about you, the work you do for the Stroke, Stroke Association, and how to potentially get involved? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll just read that out. So, shall I read yeah. that? Um, yeah, so there's, there's a, a website for the Stroke Group, stroke.org.uk. So, yeah. obviously, lots of information around Stroke around there. Yeah. Um, there's also... Um, YouTube, so there's quite a lot of videos up there on YouTube around okay. the Stroke Association. In fact, Nick's got some uh, videos up there as well. Okay. Speaking. 
and things like that. But also, there's some other people who won awards, um, you know, put videos up and stuff. So it's just, you know, it's all stories. So, so um, what, we, what we'll also do is when, when the interview comes out, we'll put in the show notes all of those links so yeah. people can find them. That's amazing. So, but, Thank you so much for both, both of your time today. I've really enjoyed chatting. I was just going to say, Chris, just so you know, the latest figure for Nick and fundraising is 110,000. So, um, today that we've raised. Is, so. the, is, is, that, is that all, Joe? I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Obviously, that's clearly an amazing amount of money. <laughs> and uh, no, that's brilliant stuff. Well done, both. And uh, thank you. Thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. No worries, great stuff. So that was the interview. Hope you enjoyed it, Charlotte. I did. Shall we get on the end of the show? Oh, yes. Tis the end. Uh, it is the end, but the end is never the end. Because the end is merely the beginning of last week's question of the podcast this week. And last week's question of the podcast this week, it was, what was the most unusual way you've ever been granted? And we have got some doozy answers why are you looking at me like that granted what what's the most unusual way you've ever been greeted there we go i'll get my words out in a moment um and we have got um some great stories this week let me start with one from a lady friend of the show anita stips i can't get my words out today let me do it i just called anita smith anita stiff that is not (laughs) Particular. Don't worry, I called you Thames last uh, week. You did call me Thames last week. Anita is actually my uh, old dinner lady from my primary school. <laughs> just to uh, just to put that in perspective. And Anita said, I once had somebody dance around me saying hi, and then they realised I wasn't the person they knew, and she didn't know who felt more of a plonker. Her. Or them. I don't know if you danced around somebody because you felt it was uh, you felt you knew them and then realised you didn't uh, know them. What would you do? Keep dancing. Keep dancing. And dance away. <laughs> dance away is the answer. Kath Kate had a story. Two rude to write here. She just <laughs> let us know it's too rude. Um, Cookie, friend of the show, said he likes to throw out a. Good morning, and if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, good night, now and then. And that's from the Truman Show. I can speak English. Judith Hitchens says, everybody thinks they're the first person to greet me with, Hey, Jude. (laughs) I like a name like Jude, actually. Kamal uh, Machetta said, um, very often, uh, Kamal's a teacher, she get she used to get you've shrunk again miss when i was a teacher by students as they came into my classroom now that must have happened to you no you've never said to a teacher you've shrunk again miss no 
Okay, no banner in your it says like love. Oh no, our classrooms are there, especially my English classrooms. Okay. Uh, Carly Deegan, who uh, uh, is frustrated about being introduced to someone who greeted her by saying, Oh, you're so pretty, such a shame you're disabled. I mean, that is an awful thing to say. Um, sad, but very true. Um, so there's some funny stories, some tragic stories, some weird ones, weird ones, um, some unnameable ones, some un, un the story that cannot be named. Um, but on that particular note, that's it for this week. Bye. Bye. Bye.